The views expressed on this podcast belong to the Black Cinematic Universe and are not affiliated with or influenced by any other entity. It is intended for all adult audiences. We are just a few brothers trying to offer our unique perspective on topics that we all love. Those topics include movies, shows, and content related to comics, sci-fi, and pop culture, as well as anything else that may come across the radar from time to time. We have a lot to say about the world of entertainment, and we want to make you laugh along the way. Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. I am Jay, and we have a packed show for y'all. We're talking, we're going to do some GOAT talk, talking about the best opening scene. We got a new segment called Over Under, and we got some news involving theaters. And once again, for another week, we're going to talk about Tenet. But we ain't going to talk about it too much because I'm tired of talking about it. So, man, live, hit us with the news, man. (laughs) All right, man. So first on the docket, man, we got news about from Brie Larson, the star of Captain Marvel. She actually is putting out. <laughs> uh, She's she been petitioning uh, or at least campaigning to possibly play the intergalactic bounty hunter Samus from the old Nintendo game Metroid. Uh, first started when she dressed up as Samus in 2018 uh, for Halloween and then recently uh, just vocalized again her desire to star in a potential film adaptation for the popular video game series, and you know there even was some some fan art that got put out with her uh, and, and sort of having uh, Samus imagery, um, you know, superimposed over her to just see it, give us a little taste or look for what a Metroid movie might look like. How y'all feeling? Hey, about was that? that a Boss Logic that did that? I don't know. I think, I think he has so. Like a picture that did it, yeah. and it actually looked pretty cool. But is she? I want. I'm curious if she's actually a fan of she, the video game, she or claims. she just kind of fell into the character. Nah, but she claims that she's a fan of the game because that's the character she played with when okay. she was a kid. I mean, you know, maybe if that's the case, she'll bring some passion to the project. It's just that nah. her performance for Captain Marvel just was so oh, underwhelming to me that. I just don't want her to ruin another character that I enjoy because Thank you. like she claims, um, you know, and I think everybody on here probably grew up playing Metroid in some form or fashion. But for me, Samus was always kind of like the mirror image of Ridley from Aliens. So yeah. I want that tough, gritty, you know, um, strong woman to be it. And, and she didn't pull that off in Captain Marvel for me. But I don't know what y'all think. Yeah, I think for me, she she does still, she still carries enough star power to actually get a film like that probably greenlit. Yeah. And I think she would also attract enough people for it to make money. So on one half half of me, I look at the potential for success and I think that's part of the formula. So wanting the movie to get made, I think I would be good with that. But as y'all alluded to with her sort of acting chops, you know, she, she has some projects where she shows she can act. But in yeah, other projects that I've seen, it really was more on par with what I saw in Captain Marvel. Like, I, she, it's not like she has this 
you know, resume of great acting films. And then Captain Marvel got dumped in there where I can look at maybe the director. I just think she might be kind of weak in terms of her acting ability. And I would hate for her to ruin a great potential film. And and let me just add, I think Metroid would be, has like infinite potential. I think Metroid could not only be a a slew of sequels, but I think it could really jump off in a sci-fi way uh, if if done right. If they do, if they really do it right, they could reboot the video game. Yeah, true. But, yeah. And, and you know what? But that's my apprehension too, because uh, I don't want it to get greenlit, get made, and then ruin the fr- franchise because yeah. it was so bad. That's but true. I think she does have potential. I mean, I think that again, I it could get greenlit, and I, I definitely think she sees franchise in it too, especially if she's a fan. But. I just get nervous, especially with video game movies and people are trying to seize on her popularity. And the next thing you know, it's a trash movie and people don't even want to play the game no more. Yeah, video yeah, game. I think movies. I touched on this before where. When I was. Go ahead, Dan. Video, video game. Yeah, hold on, Rob. Hold on. Video game movies have a bad track record in, in history and her, yeah, they role, and her roles with action movies just don't really make this sound like a good match nah. made in heaven type of thing. Nah. I think they should go yeah, ahead. And, she uh, doesn't project action star at all. At all. Hold on. Y'all talk about Metroid, the uh, the game when you're at the bottom and you shoot. That's No, that's Galactic. I don't even remember Metroid. I thought y'all was talking about, <laughs> y'all was talking about Mega Man maybe the first couple of minutes. I was like, huh? Why would she want Yo, to Mega, Mega Man? Yo, Mega Man would be a dope movie. Hey, man. Yeah. Dang, they did it right. Movie. See, man, uh, the brainchild, man, him him and Jay. Uh, ne- next topic, man, we can do um, best video game movies or anticipated video game movies. I'm with it. Oh, I'm yeah. With it. Ooh, that Doom would be good. good. Yeah, Doom man, was pretty good. Yeah, we can talk about that. See? Yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> I've touched on this before, uh, yeah. talk, talking about Alien and the fact that a lot of the Alien movies and even the sequels, you see this crew of people, scientists and stuff, uh, going to investigate some planet and they are completely oblivious to what they are walking into. And so the aliens do do their thing. And, you know, a lot of people get killed. The, the dope part about, you know, a Metroid movie is that she got this cybernetic suit. Like, you know what I mean? She's prepared to kill aliens. And, you know, she's, I don't really remember exactly what the story would be behind Samus, but, you know, I think about that being somewhat unique in a sense, you know, that we see somebody with a dope suit, dope weapons, almost like a predator type person going in and, you know, doing that thing against oh, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he used to roll up like a ball in his game or something? Yeah, yep. That's that. Oh, yeah, no, man, there's so like, much like, stuff like, that, that you would have never seen. Stuff like that you've never seen cinematically. So it's so much potential there to make this movie dope and have a lot of action sequences that would be, you know, like yeah. stuff that Just we would the... really remember. Yeah, just the yeah. alien, a Metroid itself, where it, you know, would attach to you and it was kind of like a parasite. And then Mother Brain, you know, yeah. like you said, she's shooting missiles from her arms and um, she had particle beam, tractor weapons and all types of stuff. So, it, it, yeah, it's got a lot of potential. I just hope it's done well. Just reminded yeah. me with with thinking about how Samus had the arm cannon and then and, and Mega Man had the arm cannon. When you said M- Mother Brain, it reminded me of Captain N. <laughs> Cartoon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. That varsity jacket. I, I love that varsity jacket he used to wear. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah, I don't like that. 
Man, All right. Back. <laughs> so Got no Brie Larson, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we definitely know. want. We want the because movie, she, but uh, be, because she did just did a space movie, and I, I don't know. I it didn't. I, like you said, it didn't do well with me. Now you gonna do another one? You looking at those Marvel numbers? Yeah. Sure. Well, they speaking of Captain Marvel too, so. Yeah. Speaking of casting, uh, got some more news. Fans have actually been bouncing around the idea of having a star from Hamilton. People may have also recognized him from Blackish. Um, uh, David Snow Diggs. <laughs> yep, Snowpiercer. Uh, the the star Hamilton, David Diggs, uh, playing uh, Brother Voodoo in a Doctor Strange sequel, Multiverse of Madness. Um, you know. That's where Diggs broke out was in Hamilton, but you know, recently he's been really becoming more popular in a lot of different things. I, don't, I definitely don't doubt that Snowpiercer and Hamilton breaking out on Disney Plus has given a lot of people uh, more notoriety about who he is. So, how would you all feel about him playing Brother Voodoo uh, from the Marvel comics in a multiverse of madness? I think that's a cool cast, and casting. I think. I mean, Brother Voodoo is not really that hard to cast. He got, he definitely has the look. If you got that locks or long hair on a black man look, it'll pretty pretty much be easy. You just got to put the the white hair streaks in, sort of like Rogue. And then, I mean, that dude can act. He can do his thing. So yeah. uh, I, I think yeah. it's pretty easy. So Dane and Dane and James, I, y'all are like uh you know, uh sort of comic book, you know, experts. What what do y'all get don't, a sense? Don't, don't forget Rob. Like, don't forget Rob. Personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and Rob. Uh, what do, what do y'all get a sense about Brother Voodoo's personality, or you know, like what kind of persona does he sort of exemplify in the comics? So he actually well, becomes the. Personally, the... I'm, I'm tapped out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Dane. I'm, I I tapped out for the. Simple reason because uh, this Doctor Strange movie is looking a little spooky. I, I don't do spooky. It's getting spookier and spookier <laughs> and spookier by the minute. So you just go, you just go ignore his question, then, huh? You just go ignore his question and just start randomly <laughs> talking. Really huh? I, I wouldn't even go. <laughs> he into randomly it. talking about something else. Yeah, I'm ready. Y'all scared randomly me off. Talking about something else. Watching my TV, Bro- brother Voodoo. Oh, go ahead. Go Dane, before you answer, yeah. I, I do want to say, though, that is kind of a good point, and that's the reason why I asked it, because they are saying that they really are putting this film in sort of a uh, thematically into the realm of like a horror film. And so, you know, with David Diggs being, to me, somewhat comedic all the time, I don't know if that, that really jives with the, the tone of the film. But I wanted you to you guys to tell me more about how he generally acts as a person. In the comics, so the the character in the comics fits very well in that horror genre because he basically is like a, a master magician on the level of a Doctor Strange because he actually becomes the master of magnetism, of mysticism, or whatever the official title is for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He takes yeah. over that role when Doctor Strange dies at one point. But the the difference in him is he's sort of a little neurotic psychotic i don't know the best way to put it because his brother oh, yeah. who is who is dead and is a ghost follows him around talks and talks to him, to him. Yeah. yeah so that actually fits oh. well into and the horror movie for a little while too yeah he was in uh in the new yeah. avengers and then, yeah. 
and the and the piggyback and hell that might be a reason they're implementing into the MCU right. too. If they're going to go that new Avengers route, right. it'd be perfect to throw him on the team. But I need and, Luke Cage for uh, that. Blop, you kind of alluded. He 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 does have a comedic background too because he was on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as well. But uh, seeing him as Snowpiercer, I kind of can see him pull out the um, role as Brother Voodoo. He has the look and he has the acting ability. And seeing him in this action role, again, unlike Brie Larson, he has that range to pull off like comedic, <laughs> but also pull off an action we go, character. We go you know what I mean? We, so we, I think yeah, it'll we just go keep beating that woman casting. down, huh? Sorry, Brie Larson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to look at me like, boo. <laughs> right? My bad. We talk about her. We gonna get me too. (laughs) We gonna get me too. Wasn't for her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit, and I think Brother Voodoo will be a good fit in that universe. And unlike Rob, the horror twist actually kind of excites me because you know it brings a little bit more um, variety to the MCU. And gives us a few more characters that might be interesting and, and you know, some uh, material that might be just different. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I'm not a horror movie fan. Like that <laughs> I'm but I, I'm not really a horror. I'm not really a horror movie fan like that either. But I agree, James. I think the fact that the MCU has done what you would consider a typical superhero type movie. Then they've done the espionage type right. joints. They've done the, the comedic joints. Yeah. Like it just makes sense. To, heist movies. Yeah. They've done a heist movie. Yeah. It just makes sense to do another genre of movie within the universe. They do a good right. job at it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I agree on that one. I'll allow it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got, Judge, got, Judge Julian. got some other news. <laughs> And uh, man, this news is this news tidbit is is about Tenet, man. I'm so tired of talking about this. <laughs> other movies to come out, but uh, that's why I said it in the uh, intro. Like, nah, man. Yeah, news broke. Yeah, let's this, call it. News broke this week that Tenet be hitting international theaters first, and then maybe parts of the U.S. on Labor Day weekend. Now, that's I guess their plan and trying to push ahead with the release of Tenet. Um, but this is partly in a strategy because of taking advantage of those cities where COVID-19 is more under control and consumers are pretty much eager to get out of the house. As we know, the U.S. is probably going in the other direction. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this is just another uh, sort of consequence of fallout of our, our country not really handling this pandemic well. Um so what do you guys think about that news? Unusual to see a big tentpole film like this come out and hit international theaters first uh, rather than coming to the U.S. Yeah, man. My, my only thing is, is I guess, props to Nolan for being one of the only major theatrical um, releases and directors that are pushing it to, to have it in theaters. In my heart of hearts, I want to see it because, you know, it's, it's a movie that's in my lane and I love Christopher Nolan films. But um, I, I wish he would kind of just fall back and just, you know, survey the landscape and then allow it to come out worldwide like it should. You know, I think it's it, it, either you put it out digitally or you put it out in a theater kind of doing half and half. I think ultimately it's going to hurt it. And what I'm afraid of is we're going to get hit with spoilers like, you know, Twitter and everything else is yeah. international and we're going to yeah. get crushed because we're not going to be able to see it. And I yep. also think it's going to hurt the numbers because, you know, for, 
people are going to start bootlegging it. You know, they're going to hit the uh, uh, torrents. They're going to hit the online sites. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to undermine a film, that, at least to this point, we haven't heard much. Like, I don't know anything about it. So any little tidbit could potentially be a spoiler at this point, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I call the movie Timid because it's scared to come out. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. In the midst of all this, shout out, shout out to all the frontliners. Shout out all the frontliners and people that dealing with COVID. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to them. them. Yeah, definitely. Wear your mask, people, <laughs> so we can Damn. get back in these movie theaters. Damn, who you telling? Stay your ass at home. Stay at home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason why we started this podcast is because of how much we love films and movies. And I don't know about y'all, but like I, I genuinely love the experience of going to the theaters and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, Father Tenant just highlights really another you know aspect of the pandemic, but it's really changing, you know, the possibility of the the movie landscape and going to theaters. I mean, not necessarily having vaccines in place and all of these things like this. This has already done, I'm sure, a ton of damage to the movie industry. But like even going forward with no real end in sight, it's like the damage is going to continue to be done. And I just don't know if certain, uh, you know, production companies and different, um, you know, movie companies are going to be able to recover and survive this. And, you know, AMC theaters and Universal have struck a, a deal of Ooh. sorts um, to kind of deal with this um, with with the pandemic and actually working on releasing video on demand. So with something like that sort of being a prospect to sort of, again, be somewhat of a solution to what theaters have been dealing with and, and I guess in a way trying to help them make some money, are you guys sort of looking forward to that dynamic shifting to more video on demand and Watching movies in your house versus going to the theater. No, no, I like yeah, to hear for me. I mean, yeah, well, yeah for me, it's I a double like edged sword, man. Like because I really enjoy the movie experience, like you said, because it gets you away from some of the distractions, man. You put away your cell phone, you focus, you you you're able to to um just be sucked into the actual movie. But the convenience of being able to selectively watch some of these movies because some of these movies i usually wait till dvd or 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 it comes out on um streaming or whatever but um you know all all the big theatrical theatrical releases i'm still gonna probably go see but there's some of these smaller movies that probably are better suited to allow you to stream immediately but i i like having the option because again with spoilers and depending on work and life um this makes it more convenient for the consumer yeah, the smell of popcorn, yeah. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Stuff like that. But you know, yeah. but isn't isn't Walmart uh turning a lot of their parking lots, I don't know how many, into uh drive in theaters. And I don't know if you guys ever been to a drive in yeah. theater. I used to live in Florida. I, 
Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to double check it. But, yeah, it's just Walmart is um, – yeah, how many parking lots they're doing to make a drive-in. And drive-ins are just a little awkward to me. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the, the, and yeah. the biggest. I think. Part, I think. Go ahead, James. Oh, I was gonna say the biggest part that that I would miss too is that audience connection, man. It's nothing like when something mm-hmm. happens on screen and y'all had that you know oh shit yeah. moment all at the same time. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that energy, man. Like you just can't mimic that when you're at home. You know what I mean? I mean, they doing it with the yeah. NBA, so they might do it. <laughs> but I mean, it's different. You don't watch the NBA. You don't watch the NBA in a room with three hundred people, though. Right, right. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Is and so I mean, yeah. it's it's cool. I definitely miss. I'm not gonna lie. I miss theaters. I do. To your point, like that that reaction was like one of the best parts. Or going to the theaters because it's got to be us yeah. going to a theater full of us <laughs> and. Hearing random people yelling at the screen, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so part of so just to give y'all some of the context, part of the deal really just says that for a lot of films that you know Universal might put out, AMC will have a expedited schedule of it going to video on demand. So it'll be in theaters for a very short time, and then it will go to video on demand very quickly. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it would sort of emulate what we saw with Invisible Man, yeah. where it came oh, out, yeah. it did it did numbers, and then it came right out on video on demand, and then it did numbers again in that way. Right. So I think it would, I, I'll just be right. honest, there were a lot of films that I wanted to see, but I wasn't that yeah. pressed to see it in exactly. theaters. And, that's and, how then when it, and then when it take eight months for it to come out on video, right. you be like, I don't want to see it no more. Why did it have to take this long? No, that's like, I still wanted to see it, but it's like, if it came out quicker, yeah. then I would have just immediately been able to rent it as opposed to yep. waiting. Which, and feed off the hype, yeah. yeah. And yeah. in all honesty, yeah. for re- rewatchability, like for me, if I see it in the movie theater, I might go again, but it also would be nice to have that option, right. you know, especially right. with us when we get stuff like Endgame and everything else, you just kind of want to yeah. watch it and break it down. You know what I mean? You get that initial theater, theatrical release response, and then yeah, now you're just watching I, I it almost slow-mo, trying to pick up Easter eggs or whatever I definitely agree you with you on missed, that, James, so. because yeah. there yeah. have been movies in the past yeah. that I've definitely gone to see by myself, in the theater, but you only do it but so much time before you saw it counting how much money you spend on that joint. If I could if I could stream it for the, mm-hmm. I could stream it for half if I could stream it for half that price at home, I might I, and I literally finna say, yeah. finna say the same thing. I finna say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and then with kids and you know um, availability, I think a lot of people might do the initial outing, well, and then you know first. if the kids want to watch it again, like all right, yeah, we'll put it on, but we'll put it on at home. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's sort of like to me, it's sort of like Fiddler on the Roof. It's like a, a rewatching <laughs> show that you can watch all the time and the family can watch it. I knew it was coming at some point. I saw it coming, but I, I didn't I see it, it coming. coming at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he sneaks it into the beginning, the end, the middle. <laughs> I thought he was going to save it for best movies or something. Yeah, I, I thought he was too, but no, he, he came. Okay, we're, we're still in our first segment. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Oh, 
right. Yo, so that's it for the news and rumors. The next, there's a couple trailers that came out. Um, Hellstorm. Uh, Hellstorm, the one on uh, Hulu. Did anybody get a chance to watch that? The teaser yeah, for it? Yeah, I, I took a look at it. I took a look at it, and it looked very interesting to me. Um, It definitely has a horror film yeah. to it. So, sorry, mm-hmm. Rob. You probably have to <laughs> tap out on that this. That title one. alone but, got me out of that realm. <laughs> and those that don't know. But I mean, this, this character... Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I was I was about to go into that <laughs> too. This character actually is related to the Doctor Vo- the Brother Hell Voodoo, yep. and the, 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 that that world as well. He could actually be in that movie with Doctor Strange if it's going to be a horror flick. This is all that same group of characters. They all relate to each other in the mystical arts and all that stuff on the horror side. So um, they they seem to really be going in that direction, and this is full evidence of it because. I know Disney is not necessarily going to put all their darker stuff on Disney Plus, but this is a Marvel character and this is a Marvel comic character, and they they go yeah. right in that horror direction with this uh, show and the, the, yeah. the trailer looked dope. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it seems like they're reserving some of the more mature stuff for Hulu. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's smart. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. since they said it, it makes yeah, sense. Smart. And then uh, hey, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but um, it, it kind of gave me more of like a Constantine kind of vibe um, from the NBC show it when did. they had it. But it, it seems like, and that wasn't done yeah. bad. I actually liked it, but it seems like um, this is going to be done well, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Production, like, production quality looks good. Like, <laughs> All right, we can like, fine. Really? We can change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just magic. <laughs> It's not like they're getting quarters out your pocket or nothing. Yeah, man. (laughs) Really, Paris, no way. I'm going to have to watch a lot of, like, Kier beers just to get over this one. They may go watch Sesame Street for a week. You (laughs) survived survived a sexual predator and you were afraid of horror movies. That's what I'm saying. No, you can't say that about Pedro. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. They closed it down and y'all don't know the reason? No, we know the reason. (laughs) Yo, so since we're going to change the subject... Umbrella Academy, the trailer came out. Did y'all for season two? Did y'all watch it? What did y'all think? I think it looks good. Actually, by the time this airs, it, yeah, yeah. The, the trailer held it. The season might even be out. Um, at it that was. Point. I watched it last night, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it looks good, man. I love. I um on, on Julian's request, I started going back again and watching a little bit of uh season one. And um, I, I liked Umbrella Academy. Two. I know everybody on here and um, isn't going to be um, as excited <laughs> for this trailer in this season. <laughs> but uh, I think um, I, I think it looks good. And, and again, if anybody read the Umbrella Academy comics, <laughs> it's the um, lead singer from My Chemical Romance actually wrote uh, the comics. And they're just weird. Anything that you expect traditionally in a normal comic isn't where this comic or show kind of go. So if you go in kind of realizing that, I think it helps a little bit. I think season two is going to be a little bit more grounded from based on the trailer, but it looks good, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the trailer alone makes it seem like it's going to have a lot more action. And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest knocks. The action just didn't yeah hit as well as some other shows have. So if they step that and up, all the action honesty, is better. And they, you hit the nail on the head. 
that Dane. See, that's that's why you get paid the big bucks on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Where they at? We all, we all that was a good one. <laughs> right. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And honestly, um, Netflix does such a good job with their trailers. They'll trick you. You know what I mean? They'll make their trailers look great, and then you tune in. Yeah. That was my biggest um um issue with the Marvel um characters on Netflix. It seems like a lot of times, like they want ten episodes or need ten episodes, and they'll stretch it out. Like if you to condense Luke Cage into six episodes instead of ten, it'd have been a lot better. Even Daredevil, which was one of the best, I and think, Punisher. I think them jokes were thirteen. They were, actually. they were thirteen. They were like twelve. 13 thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah, you, they could have gave us nine. Yeah, trim yeah. the fat because there were some yeah. episodes that you're just sitting there like, man, what? It, it's a whole lot of drama and mm. um, what they thought was character development, but yeah, it just ended up being talking. And it was, you know, Jessica Jones. All those were interesting, but just too long, you know. And and the plot twist, it was three yeah. or four, and they were getting weaker and weaker. So I think Umbrella Academy suffered for some of that yeah. too. It's just I, I guess Netflix needs thirteen Way seasons, too but man, break that up and just do two small six seasons you know what i mean and then they come out more often or something talking i'm gonna say this without spoiling it they did a good job of paying attention to that and not doing that for the second season and that's what i heard i heard that they kind of heard some of the criticism and and readjusted for second season so we'll see the second season was way better the second i don't know how you got through the first season and into the second season already man He couldn't help yeah. himself, bro. He couldn't help himself. This I, man, I, I was already, uh, I was, I, I was literally already awake, saw, and then it popped up on Netflix, and I was like, mm, "I'm gonna watch the first episode." And <laughs> it, don't, don't act like you watch, don't act like you watch the whole season by happenstance. This man saw that I trailer, did. got super excited, and ran out as soon as it came that's out. I, I swear, that's not what happened. I swear, I was just up, and so it was on. And I was like, "I'm gonna watch the first episode," but they did a good job of tying everything together, so it makes you want it it makes you want to binge watch the entire season they did a way better job in the second season of connecting all the dots and paying attention so it flows a lot better than the first season about 12 hours that season been out 12 hours this man (laughs) to watch the whole thing already i i i I ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie the first thing i thought i thought when i saw that trailer was scott has some really big arms i wish my arms can be like that He's half gorilla. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, I'm here for that. Here we go. Okay, sorry for the awkward so you, moment. <laughs> what, awkward color, what color were his eyes, Rob? What color were his <laughs> eyes, Rob? Oh, he <laughs> was like, he had some really big arms. I could never yeah. get a quarter out that pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just I rip the front of my jeans, it. man. <laughs> He's arcade king. <laughs> Shout out to Pedro, man. <laughs> oh, snap. Hey, but Rob, did you watch the first season? That might be another one on Rob's list to just uh, watch it. But did you watch it? No, no, no. It's a I step down from the boys, in my opinion, in my humble <laughs> opinion. But it's it's enjoyable. I think you'd it's like good. it. You, you'd like it, Rob. You'd enjoy it. Um, right, well, you guys, I'm going to check it out. You should. I'm check it. Definitely check it. I'll check it out and tell you what I think about it when I see it. Uh-uh, haven't, haven't we need to do that late reviews with Rob. Yeah, late reviews. <laughs> <Make a laughs> <whole segment. laughs> right. Just like I just saw Terminator. <laughs> Twenty years. Man, too late. I, I, think you, uh, I think I texted you or called you like maybe a couple, like three or four years ago, and I was like, "Did you know that song?" 
a biggie long kiss goodnight <laughs> sound like it was talking about pop what <laughs> like i just realized that Rizzo produced that <laughs> huh? yeah i listen to stuff and view stuff like really late i gotta finish watching my movies i keep watching <laughs> and then i fit it into that schedule yo watch the same movie every night Speaking of review, speaking that album of came reviews, out in '97, though. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, did not that thing. I think I said, I just realized, I was like, is he talking about Tupac? I'm just driving, and the lyrics are going through my head, and then I played the song. I was like, oh, that's deep. And <laughs> rhythm. You realize, you, you realize what's beef was about Tupac, too, right? Oh, I gotta check that one. I out. guess you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's an overload right there. It's a bit of an overload right there. <laughs> Who shot you? Yeah. Man, uh, honestly, I listen to like, I listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who shot you? Yeah. Man, my uh, my type of songs about like uh, Cindy Lauper and stuff like that. Those are those those are like my genre of music. Yeah, <laughs> stuff to talk about. You know, Eric, beautiful Eric, eyes. Him. Nice yeah, hair. Right. <laughs> Rob, you tripping, fam. Yo, so let's just we just gonna skip past all this and go straight into our second segment. <laughs> and go straight into our second segment. It's a new segment we call Over Under, where we give our view on the most overrated and the most underrated movies, shows, or people in a specific genre. So this week we're talking comic book and superhero movies and comic book and superhero series. So what do you guys, what modern era comic book and superhero movies do you think are overrated or overlooked? And which do you think are underrated? All right. Who's going to set it off? (laughs) I'll set it off, but let's just, let's, let's go, let's go person by person actually looking at, uh, underrated first. Okay. 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 We're going to do underrated first. Yeah, so I'm going to just throw one out there that I thought for me stood out as something that I thought was really underrated. It might have a lot to do with the fact uh, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has just like exploded and just kind of, you know, set the world on fire and set a trend for comic book movies. And so we don't really think about much before then. But I think Blade was extremely underrated. Mm. You know, I think Blade... Uh, really should take a lot of credit. We give a lot of credit to our first Iron Man, but Blade really yeah. showed Hollywood that you could have a comic book movie do really well and, and not ha- not necessarily be one of those characters that was extremely well-known like Superman or yeah. Batman. Or PG. Like, yeah, Blade right. was R, right. man. PG. Yeah, Blade was R. Yep. Yeah. Vampires, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Shout out I, to Snipes. I, I That's my boy, man. I, I, yeah, you know, I, we talk yeah. about Michael J. White, but Snipes was up yeah. there too doing Snipes, front kicks yes, and spin man. kicks, man. That's yeah, my dog. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. But Wesley, Snipes, but Wesley Snipes can act better than Michael yeah, J. White. Very, very He's true. Nobody wants to hands with J. White, but, but uh, nobody wants to act with J. White either. Yeah, Snipes is bigger than Nino Brown. Snipes got hands, though. And he can hoop a little bit, dance. New Jack Swain. He was just in that Dolomite movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, like, Snipes got a raw deal, but uh, yeah, Blade. I forgot about um how impactful Blade was when it came out. You know, yeah. like a lot of people. See, and that's and why. That's, that's why. That's, that's why it's on yeah. the list. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. But and I, and I think that, a lot of so people. Is that a matter of it being underrated? 
Or is that a matter of huh? it being underrated or just time passed and we forgot it? Because I think at the time when it came out, we all loved that movie. Yeah. We were we were we were talking about the the Tim Burton Batman. We talk about we talk about all these classics, yeah. but we don't mention Blade. Yeah, don't. And I don't know necessarily that it has to be considered a classic, I, but I think it is. I think yeah. it's you know it's it's you know it's like Raekwon's only built for Cuban links. Like you talk about superstars and big 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 characters. Yeah, you might not think about Raekwon, but when you talk about greatest albums and classics, that got to come up. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like Blade oftentimes gets gets uh, forgotten. That is true. We, yeah, I agree. We are. We all. We all. That movie kicked off the modern era too. Go ahead, Dane. Nah, I was just saying that movie kicked off the mod. That movie kicked off the modern era too. So yeah, it, it definitely it should be considered a classic. Yeah, I don't think it had a big budget, and you know the other thing about it was. Um, Anytime we see these films, if you get two more sequels, that says a lot about your yeah, original right. film. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, Dicky no Fingers, and, yeah. and Mahershala like, about to pick up the mantle. <laughs> and uh, uh, truth be told, like it's still folks out there that I talk to and stuff that probably don't even know Blade is a comic book character. They they probably will uh, when the you know oh, the yeah. reboot happens. But back then, it was just a a good action movie, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, nobody did. And still don't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I really do. I, I I do hope that Marvel does fix that to some degree. Like if if they cast Mahershala already, and there's a plan for Blade, I don't know that we know whether it's going to be a series uh, or a streaming show or a movie. But I do hope that they integrate Blade more in with you know I don't know necessarily you're going to see him with Spider Man and stuff like that, like in the comics. But yeah. just giving him more crossover right. appeal to other. Properties might help his yeah. Well, the fact that the fact that Feige, the fact that Feige took over running everything in Marvel, like he's the the CEO over comics and movies, makes me think they will because Blade has been a part of the Avengers for about a year now, yeah. and I, I think that's about when he took over. So he probably is working in stories so that he has a he has you know like a, a run sheet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree because Mahershala is a huge right. star. Like you can't just yeah. keep him on a series. You know what I mean? Like right. if that's your plan, right. you go get somebody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think it's they realized coming. that. It's definitely coming. Yeah, I think they realized that when they when they had him as a what's his name, Cottonmouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Right. Because yeah. Yeah, remember, that's when they figured it out. They, they messed that up completely. After they had to kill him, man, because he was the best thing on yes, that show. Yes, yes. and <laughs> that's why they needed to keep him on. That's why they. I thought Blade was supposed to um, appear in as a cameo in in, in one of the uh, Marvel films. That's what I've, I heard. I, I think I was half asleep, but that's what I heard. Could have been my dream. Yeah, you were dreaming. Reality. You, you were dreaming. dreaming. Was dreaming. <laughs> All right, sorry, yeah. dream. But also, like yeah. we talked about earlier with um, Hellstrom and Brother Voodoo, you know, Blade kind of fits in right. that kind of horror, right. mysticism, yeah. darker Marvel. So yeah. I think uh, I, I think I like we're going to see yeah. that all kind of come together. Yeah, good pull, Lyle. Yeah. You got any more? Yeah. Who else on your list? So we just going to move on. Uh, I had a couple more. That was a bomb but, uh, right there. <laughs> Yeah, I want. I'm here. I'm anxious to hear what you got next. Come on, La. <laughs> I, I had dread. I had dread on there. Ah, um, yeah, that was my number one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I was so, thinking the same yeah. thing. So Sylvester Stallone did this original Judge Dread cinematic, you know, um, rendition of the movie. 
was, you know, it was okay. It was what was what Sylvester Stallone does. He, you know, starts these little franchise movies, and he was a big superstar. But the movie was pretty bad, uh, and so there was a reboot. It was trash. Yeah, there was a reboot just called Dread, and that joint was tough. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be my mic drop right there because uh, um, I really enjoyed the movie because again, it was it was gritty, it was violent. I liked what they did with the drug slow-mo and everything would kind of like slow down in time. Yep. And they use that drug as an action effect throughout. Um, my girl, Cersei Lannister was in it as mama. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she did a good job. Yeah. Again, an actress that pulls yeah. off, I, I'm not going to name names, but an actress that pulls <laughs> off a strong female <laughs> character. That's believable. <laughs> <laughs> in Game of Thrones as well as Dread, I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. You can pull it off. <laughs> but uh yeah, but that, that was one of my hey, favorite I need movies, to be man. I need to be more like James. <laughs> I need to be more like James. I'm, I'm picking on the wrong person. Michael <laughs> White gonna punish me one day. Brie Larson ain't gonna do nothing. Man. <laughs> and Charlize, man, uh they they doing it, but if, yeah, this podcast, I like if, this, if this podcast ever blows up to the extent where we get an invite to Comic-Con, I know Michael J. White is going to be there. <laughs> man, I'm going to get money. And I'm, I'm a, not going. I'm not going. What's his name? Uh, 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 that played Black Panther, man, that was with him? Oh, Bozeman? Yeah, Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael. He's Reed. gonna be pissed too, yeah. <laughs> nah, I ain't scared of him. Oh, I ain't got, no, I ain't got no problem. Hey, I ain't got no problem with Michael B. Jordan. It's, it's I, I all love because I'm fanboying out with all, all of them. Like I'm getting, I'm getting pictures with Captain Marvel. I'm getting pictures with yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> MJ. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't me. Man, we gotta got, got get you back in the jujitsu class, man. They gonna think you the last dragon, though. They gonna think James the last dragon. That's I'm at. He don't want a picture with you. <laughs> but yeah, Dread was on my list. Uh, it, but but since uh, Live kind of kind of uh, took it, I'm gonna do um, a quick one. We talked about it before, but Hancock was a, was a good one. Oh, okay. But for me, for me, Batman vs Superman. I think it's it, it's hard to say that, and I know it's controversial because it made so Here much money. But I still feel like it's. I think it's better than it came off in when it initially hit. Cause I think the anticipation was so big and these characters were so larger than life that when people went in, it wasn't what they wanted or expected. But I think for me in hindsight, I think it's, it's underrated. I think Snyder did a good job, lots of plot holes, but as far as Batman goes, like now, if you're a Superman fan, you might've taken some umbrage to how he was portrayed here and there, but Batman had all the dope action sequences yeah. in it. So if you're a Batman fan and you were kind of anticipating Affleck in that role, come on, Dane, what you got? <laughs> I yeah. see him over there, man, chopping at the pit. That hurts. Man, I'm that just, hurt me. I'm, I'm a little upset with I'm I'm a little upset with that pick you just said was underrated, and then everything you said about it was bad. No, I said Batman. I said Batman was you dope. Said, you said Batman. You said Batman was good. Yeah. It had plot holes. Yeah, Batman I said wasn't good. Some plot, I said some plot. Wasn't good. I, said, I think when you look at it in, <laughs> in retrospect, man, it's not as bad as everybody said. Man, everybody focused yeah, on the Martha. Yes, I think, it is. I think I, yes, yeah, I it is. Yeah. I hear what James is saying, and I I understand. I think that's valid. If 
if if you feel that way, right? Like I don't necessarily feel that way, but I think if you feel like a movie was successful and everything else, but it got killed and like, you know what I mean? Like everybody hated it and you know, you just constantly hear a lot of negativity about a movie, but in actuality, it really is good to you. I think that's a valid underrated type. You know, you could give it that title. So basically, that's what it was for me, like man. Nah, nah, we, and you know what really changed so it? Now, saying, I don't know if that so counts. It was a 45. Oh, I, I, you know what changed it? And I don't know if that counts was the, the Snyder cut when he did the director's cut of the version because it kind of filled in some of the. It did. The, um, it did know, make it better. It did make missing it better. plot points that weren't were well, in the movie. So that I, I don't know if that is is cheating or what, but that helped me enjoy it more. It is. <laughs> That's cheating because I didn't. I don't, I, didn't know, I don't like. I didn't force myself Snyder. to watch the Snyder cut of that joint. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the name Snyder cut because it reminds me of like a circumcision or something. <laughs> how do you? How do I know? I know. I know. It's like slow motion. It's like you see it coming, but you can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say about Dane's comment. I remember the very first time we met, we was walking down the street, and this little robot came. Through. I was like, what's up, Johnny Five? He's like, do you want to take some of this crank? I was like, ah. They ain't went missing. So I don't know what's going on with that comment. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. Jay basically said, hey, this food is good. It don't have no salt. It ain't got no seasoning. I mean, it's undercooked, but it's good. Like, no, it's good. Like, nah, what James said was, man, when I first tasted this, man, the first time I went to Popeyes, I ain't really like it. But man, on second, <laughs> like on the second try, man, it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Don't disrespect Popeyes like that. Hey, man. Hey, man. Like <laughs> all right, man. All right. I murdered the chicken sandwich. Day. See, I knew this would be controversial. Uh, so, uh, what you got, Dane? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, man. I don't even want to do the segment. No more. <laughs> I know, man. Shout out to Jonathan because he'd have been giving me some a hard oh, time too, man. Speaking of Jonathan, man, we need we need John to call in, collect from prison, so he can get his <laughs> right? opinions on this. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken, watermelon, prison, all in one in one segment. Really. <laughs> Yo, Dave, what you got? What you got so my, I mean, my list isn't really much better than anything they had. They had some some good ones. Um, I, I had Dread on the list, but we covered that. I think we all agree that's probably one of the top most underrated joints. It flew under the radar a lot because of the Sylvester Stallone joint. I, I think a movie that we mentioned in one of our past episodes um, was sort of overlooked because it was very unique, but Scott Pilgrim, I, I think that was a really good Ooh, movie yeah. that people was like, oh, it's cool, but nobody really showed it a lot of love. And I feel like if you go and rewatch that movie, that movie's very entertaining. The story yeah. is real cool. It's just, it feels, it feels comic-y and campy in some parts, but it's still a real good movie. I think the reason it feels like and that then, is because um, of Michael Sarah. Like Michael Sarah just by himself yeah, yeah. feels comic-y and campy. <laughs> but I will say that. I was going to say that. And 
in some respects, the only reason why I went to, I didn't go to the movies to see it, but the reason why I actually did check it out uh, was because of the reviews. So many people did give it good reviews and say that it was surprisingly good. I don't think many people really expected it, but I just think that that property in and of itself wasn't, you know, a, a well-known property. And so I think that yeah, might've contributed, yeah. might contributed to some of it going away as a, as a film that nobody really talked about. But, yeah. Um, that was yeah. a good one. I actually love that movie. And I forgot, yeah. you know, because it was more of like an, yeah. uh, a comic, but it had that anime style. I forgot mm-hmm. that it was a um, right. a comic book movie. I totally forgot yeah, about Scott Pilgrim, book. but yeah. yeah, that was my joint. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I never heard and, uh, of that. Another, another Pilgrim joint. versus the world. Yes, yeah, yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You might, you probably enjoy you that. Stop joint. watching Fiddler on the Roof. Funny. You probably enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> shout out! Shout out! And one other joint that I, I sort of waver on whether it was really underrated or not, if it's just me or if it was really underrated, but Constantine, I feel like the, uh, the movie Constantine, it started off kind of slow, but once it got going, I, yeah. I feel like it's a real yeah. good movie. The story, I had that on my the, list. The way they filmed it is very unique. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that they put in there as far as filmography, like the way that they did the monsters in there and stuff like that, and even the way that, like they had the devil in that joint in all white. It yeah. was just a unique perspective of the way that they did them. Like everything about that joint was was very the story, unique. It the actually story, changed the, the story was tight after that movie. Yeah, yeah. The story was tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Constantine yeah. was dope. Yeah, I forgot. You yeah, know what so hurt Constantine probably the most is that he, um, uh, Keanu Reeves was just fresh off the Matrix. And people kind of went in. Yeah, I was about to say Matrix was a Matrix remix, or they thought that, or they wanted the Matrix and didn't get either. So it was kind of like you're probably right, James. You probably right. I think that that hurt it a little bit. They wanted the Matrix and got Underworld. He was also basically Jesus (laughs) in the Matrix, something like that. He had to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's I I don't know. We all know New York Jesus. I am not watching no Constantine. Uh, the end of days. I can't watch the Titans. I'd be too paranoid. Yeah, I think some of, some of this segment was inspired by the fact that we had that discussion about V for Vendetta. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think yeah. I think that was also one of the bigger movies that really resonated a little bit after I saw it. And you know, I just think that it is underrated for how good it is. Uh, and just watching it again recently and seeing how prophetic and relevant it is today, I got to get that movie a shout too. Yeah. Now you got some good movies, Law. Yeah. Like you got me to watch The Boys. But you look, got me watch. But I got Law some. had me watch I, The Boys. He had me on V for the Vendetta. Um, my number one choice. Shoot, it's Toxic Avenger. You crazy? <laughs> that game way underrated. <laughs> 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 Nah, you can't call Toxic uh, underrated. How many sequels did it have? And cartoons and man, Toxic got a lot of success. And it was right. If anything, it probably White first role. It probably uh, did better than anybody ever thought. So it 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 probably can't even be underrated. underrated. James, they they spent like eighty five dollars to make that. Right. Right. <laughs> he said 85 
<laughs> you know, we might we might be aging ourselves a little bit, but if anybody never heard of Toxic Avengers, just go to YouTube and look at clips, man. Do, do, <laughs> do the death the, the the clips of death on <laughs> Toxic Avengers. If you do it, it'll take you into a spiral because then you'll be watching all these different Tromaville um, yeah. deaths and cutscenes and movies. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth a look. Even though we had a musical, I still feel like we underrated. You know, I think we need a, yeah, a musical, a cartoon, movie. toys. We, got you. We need something new. Said we. I can't think of the, the director or the, or the owner, that, the older guy. I can't think of his name. Right to- Toxic Avengers is Toxic Avengers <laughs> is a good is a good segue though, because I guess you could look at it depending on how you look at it. It's either underrated or overrated. Yeah. So I had a few movies for overrated. So we, let's get into those. Let's get to, um, to it. kick it Let's off with, I had Dark Knight Rises. I knew that was going to be on my list, Law. Yeah, man. Lucky John in here because y'all be fighting right now. You know that, <laughs> I know. Right? I know he want to see me with the hands. <laughs> <on playing. laughs> He would, man. Nah. John love that John movie. Know, that John know that John is trash. Yeah. I think it was in his top five, man. John no. love that joint. It was in his top five. It was. And and he was crazy. He, and he know he that the biggest on plot holes too, man. And that joint has so many. The one thing it does have this redeeming is Nolan. Nolan has quotes. Yes, Bane. So Bane mm. had some good quotes, just yeah, like yeah. Joker did, you know. But uh, I, I actually love Bane. As as hard yeah. as it might have been for people to understand him, I think after they did some edits to make it, you know, a little bit more audible, I definitely didn't have any trouble hearing what he was saying. Right. But just that rendition of Bane, I thought was was really tight. Like I liked Bane. He, I ain't had no issues with Bane. Um, but I just had a lot of issues with the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had issues I with him standing on the box during the fight. <laughs> yeah. outside, of, <laughs> outside of that, he Bane was cool. Shoot, man. Uh, did y'all uh, have anything cool, else overrated? Else oh, yeah. Overrated? I got, I got a whole oh. list. But <laughs> I'm a, uh, well. Go ahead, Jay, because I don't even know if we got your uh um got it uh, got to you last time, so I will let you say oh, it all. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this: y'all pretty much touched every every underrated I had, but for me personally, an underrated one was Chronicle. Oh I yeah, yeah. Chronicle was good. Yeah. Uh, was underrated. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I agree with you on that. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but overrated. Yeah. I mean, we got to do it. We're just gonna have to name. We're just gonna have to name the uh, name the show. We sorry to Brie Larson. Cause my top, <laughs> my number one overrated. <laughs> my That's one overrated. right there. Yeah, Marvel. Like yo, my number one overrated. And honestly, I'm gonna sound like every feminist finna get mad at me because four of my I listed what four overrated movies. Yeah. And Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, and yeah. Birds of Prey. Mm. I don't and know if Birds of Prey counts. Yeah, Birds, I don't, yeah, Birds of, Birds of Prey can't be overrated because nobody said that joke was good. And I don't think yeah, nobody said Birds of Prey was good. Yeah, Wonder, but and Wonder nah, Woman but was on my like list. The of, rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes and the critics, yeah. the critics were saying it was good. You know, they were saying, you know, that it was um, um, mm-hmm. well written and great action, Marco Robbie and this and that. But then you watch it, <laughs> and like, none of those things, right? <laughs> But James, but James, yeah, other than you, who have we heard talk about that movie? 
<laughs> that, Nobody. Yeah, right. Dead silence. Well, yeah, I guess if you mean That's like, um, yeah, I guess if you go critical appeal versus, you know, actual box office. So I guess there's two ways you can be over or underrated, you know? So. Yeah. 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 Wonder Woman is both. To do it's overrated. segment on good woman shows. Yeah. We're going to have to because we bash it a lot. We yeah. bash it a lot of women. <laughs> Because yeah. they like the, the lady from Terminator, that Terminator movie, that was good. But yeah. that's just like that, hold on, we've given we've given props where props are due. When we talked about Brie Larson doing a bad job, Loff gave two or three examples of women doing good jobs. Yeah, he talked about right. aliens and he talked about Terminator. Yeah, brought up certain, so it's not like only bad. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't. For me, I don't have no issues with you know again being like giving credit to women films or being critical. It's it's about the film. It's about the performance. It's it's just being objective. I don't care about the gender, but I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I actually, I, I, I'll say this. I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I liked what they did with Wonder Woman, but in terms of just the overall movie, the story yeah. arc and everything, I thought it was okay, but I don't right. think Wonder Woman warranted this, you know, all of the praise that it got. As it was, yeah, yeah. you definitely, you definitely could, you can do better yeah. with a sequel. Just like I yeah. felt like the same way about Captain yeah. America. Right. There was a ton of room to do better with movies after that. Yeah. It's not like and hard to top the the you know the first one. And this wasn't necessarily one of my picks, but Aquaman also. It was <laughs> one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that joint. Right. That, that it got critical appeal and it did box office numbers. I I don't know. Man, I, I don't confused. know if there's, a, there's many DC films I wouldn't put on this list. <laughs> True. Honestly. Oh, Shazam deserves to be on this list. Yeah. yeah. Like that joint should not have a sequel, but it's going to get one. Uh, yeah. I, I had one that might be controversial for the group. So, I mean, Dane came after me for Batman, Superman. On my list for me was Joker, man. Like, oh, wow. I didn't love it as much as everybody did. Overrated? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was slow and drawn out. Um, yeah, I didn't and like like I, I liked his portrayal as somebody suffering from mental illness and somebody that was crazy, but I didn't necessarily yep. see Joker. Like he wasn't a criminal mastermind. He wasn't somebody that I believed could I got it. cause this movement. It was somebody that was just like almost like he was um mentally challenged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way right. that he acted and interacted. Yeah. Even even when he started losing it, like I didn't believe like he was a guy I would be scared of. Like he was somebody I would be cautious of. He was somebody right. I'd be like, oh, he's crazy. I'm gonna have to tap see, this dude out. <laughs> you know what man, I mean? But he and, may, and maybe this is the difference between me and you and why I liked it so much. Uh-huh. I actually knew for a fact it was not gonna be Joker. Like I knew that right. it was a director saying, I have a story to tell about the origin of how a, a Joker type character could come about in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I thought he did a magnificent job putting that together. And it was like, okay, this fits. But in terms of, like you said, what we know traditionally to be who Joker is and all of that, it didn't bother me because I, I kind of in my mind had said this is going to be a set apart story from the beginning. Right. And yeah. and my other biggest thing so too with I agree, was- I agree with 
was that it almost like wasn't even new. Like it just felt like a mixture of Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and King of Comedy, and then you sprinkled in the Joker. And Dark Knight. So kind of like, and and yeah. Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was good, but it was like, all right, it's not even Joker. It's long and drawn out. And I've seen it before, and it's good, but I've seen it done better. So right, yeah. right. But I liked it. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna say I hated yeah, it, but I, again, I felt it was overrated because you know it was acted like, so if well. They were, if they yeah. would have renamed, if they would have just I called it like that. clown or something like that, yeah, like it'd have been great. But yeah, like especially because I went in thinking, oh, this is gonna be a Joker movie, and it's like, no, it wasn't. It was just right, right. a movie about mental illness, like. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I'm there surprised. Was nothing, there was nothing you know, about it that if you change the name of the movie and the character in the movie, yeah. If you change the name of the character in the movie mm-hmm. and the name of the movie, it would have had yeah, no I, association I, to to the Joker character outside of them. Right. Uh, and I definitely the parts that I did like is that it was it had like those uncomfortable moments where it was like quiet and like you know some of these scenes like you know they were drawn out so long it was that awkward like either silence between somebody or ways that he would talk or his laugh that was one thing that i thought was an interesting character development portion is the way that they made his laugh like um part of his um disability but yeah i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie i saw that movie swear to goodness so i was looking in the mirror Uh uh-uh oh no that movie's good yeah that movie's real good That's like still the deal right there. That's what I think. I said, I was like, whoa, that guy acts like me. Mine is the last. (laughs) That's what I said. Mentally (laughs) challenged. (laughs) 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 Nobody's following Rob into a riot. (laughs) (laughs) No way Rob gets Harley Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who uh anybody have anything else i mean i had some other stuff but i don't want to steal no thunder no um, nah, i want you to i want you oh, to go ahead, ahead finish, Rob. Your list. finish your list um we we touched on a lot of them but man this one i pissed dane off earlier rob gonna come at me for this that transformers man especially on the rewatch I think when I removed the nostalgia of seeing Transformers in that first one, man, I was just like, man, this is not a great movie, man. (laughs) I think, uh, but it was so cheesy and and so commercial. But I think for me, when I first saw it, I loved it so much because it was Transformers. And I finally got Mm -hmm. to see it on a big screen. The, Mm -hmm. The CGI was good, at least at the time. But man, some of the lines and one-liners, and even like Optimus Prime and Shiloh, man, it was just like this is this is not really good. It was better than you, the second are one. You the yeah. yeah, and then it went downhill from there. Yeah, you, you the, the, the other ones were just bad. The other ones, I, I I I think I watched the second one and I just gave up. Have you seen Bumblebee? Did y'all see that? Nah, last Bumblebee one? was the Bumblebee. Good. Bumblebee, was good. Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee. Yeah, that was good. The rest. That that's right, actually probably know. the second best one to the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, those those fr- that franchise with Michael Bay and not just down Michael. Michael Bay did some really good stuff, but yeah, it, it got like you said too cheesy. They should have went with that grimy, 
they Autobots really die. Your heroes, like, just like the 1986 version. Yeah, and, and part of me, like, I understand why they did it because of, you know, it's for kids and the controversy. But, you know, we grew up in a time in the 80s, like, like Megatron was a gun. And that joke, yeah. man, he, he, when the toy was like looked like a real gun, like, yeah. if you pulled that out on somebody and yeah. told them to give them your shoes, they gave them up. <laughs> But uh, part of me like wanted him to like be like a, I, you know, it would have been cool to like have that cannon or, or something, you know what I mean? But I, I dig it. Yeah, I think for me, sometimes I notice some of the overrated movies that I've sort of kind of categorized that way is because either one, we were just so happy to see it happen. So that's why for me, exactly, y'all might not y'all might not agree, but I got Spider Man, Tobey Maguire's first one as overrated. Oh. Really? Uh, oh, I agree man. completely. Overrated. I agree like, completely. I, 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 I didn't feel I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way when it first came out. But just the standard right. is so much higher now. I and did. just looking at how it if you watch it today, it's it's borderline. It I, I hate to say terrible, but it's just so much crazy. Yeah, it's so it's much cheesy. in that movie that's cheesy and unbelievable and it just wasn't done yeah, yeah. really yeah. And it's inconsistent. I felt me and so me and John, me and John used to argue about that movie when it first came out because I used to tell him back then this joint is cheesy, it's not that good, and I I was alone on that island. (laughs) I just like Spider Man so much that I loved it, but I know what Loff is saying. It is in hindsight, it's bad, and you know what? Memory's weird too because I pieced together the first one and the second one like kind of together, and two was so much better. It's still like the way that Raimi directed it at the time. It, yeah. it it still has that cheese, but uh, two was at least better. And you know, your memory, I kind of put them both together. And something well, about Toby's man, portrayal, like he, he did the job, but he did come off like a little bit like corny, you know. And, and even like the fights, yeah. like yeah. he just flipping around in in the lunchroom, and like nobody's like, "What the hell just happened to Peter?" You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he shoot, he shoot a, he catch a spider web on the tray, right. And is dragging the tray through the lunchroom cafeteria, right? And nobody yeah. noticed him, right? right. That, that that was the part of the movie when I first watched it. I was like, okay, this is going to cheese. And all the high school kids looked like they were 30. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. All, all, all right, the high man. school kids were adults. He, he did a full me, flip man. over top of somebody's head that was 6'4". Right. And nobody thought anything right. of it. And, and y'all <laughs> might not remember. Stop ruining this movie, y'all. Stop. <laughs> if that was real life, Bad was have been like, man, where, where uh, Peter start smoking that love boat? Who gave Peter a dipper? Because he tripping. Somehow he got super strong. Football yesterday. Now he's doing backflips over Flash Thompson. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge Spider Man fan, but yeah, that's my I, man. I, I don't want James to put me in a a rear naked choke for this. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel similarly about Homecoming. No, I know it was coming. <laughs> um, and this is the thing, just like Spider Man, nah. the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I mean, I guess Spider Man was in sort of like hell with rights and everything and so sony finally got it together and got that movie out but we have been waiting for so long and so i think we were just satisfied to get it in a similar sense i think marvel getting the rights to spider-man back and we seeing them in the mcu i think we were really happy to see that but i think they just threw it together to sort of get his story more advanced and the stories that 
they were trying to pull together for the cinematic universe that they wanted to see ultimately move towards, you know, Thanos. And I just think the movie was put together really quickly. And and, and I don't know if y'all noticed that these Spider-Man movies get thrown together very quick. Like mm-hmm. I think they're, they're, they're either planning to shoot the third one. Um, but even with the second one, it was like, Oh, we're about to shoot the second Spider-Man and they just put it out. Like, they shoot these mm-hmm. Spider-Man films super fast. Yeah, and some of that Sony, Sony be ready to get their money and then trying to fit it in the MCU. Oh, but, yeah, you're right. They did have that contract time limit, yeah. and so they probably were trying to get as much as they could. But you know what? Spider-Man, just because it's kind of like it, it has to borderline on that teenage kitty PG-13, mm-hmm. it's going to have a level of, of cheesiness. And, you know, yeah. when you're a grown man, it's hard to get into that world. But I I think Home, Homecoming was pretty good. Like I liked um, Michael Keaton's portrayal of Vulture. You know, it had mm-hmm. my man Bokeem pop up, the shocker. <laughs> um, hey. But yeah, and and I I think man, when you especially when you compare it to Tobey Maguire, and I know it's it's a constant debate online, but I actually like Tom Holland's portrayal of um, Peter. Like he has I, that I goofy, too. like I do too, confident but not confident, smart mm-hmm. but awkward. Like he pulls it off like that perfect yeah. in the middle where he's has moments of being cool, but then he'll do something like super awkward, and you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's Peter, you know. Maybe you're right, James. Maybe maybe yeah. you're right that there has to be something terribly cheesy about a Spider-Man. Yeah, it's movie. gotta be cheesy. I, I hope My not. Arc- but yeah. Andrew Garfield played basketball in his joint. Yeah, <laughs> bro, when he broke the rim in the backboard, <laughs> and like they said, nobody noticed. Right? Yeah, yeah. nobody cared. Nobody thought that was strange, like Dane said. But they just throw it in there. What if Spider-Man biggest, played basketball? My biggest part with uh, Spider-Man and in, in the newest version is just like I, I wish they didn't have Flash the way he was is man. Like he just doesn't. He's not like a jock. He's kind of just like maybe a rich kid, maybe. Right. But like he's yeah. the same height yeah. as Peter. He's not like buff. You know what I mean? He's kind of dorky too. Like I don't. He don't come yeah. off as like the guy that would be Peter's total opposite and nemesis. But yeah, that's crazy. I ain't gonna lie, Peter Parker. He made me cry. Because remember, he said, sir, sir, I, I don't feel so good. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Man, that's, that's, man, that's, God, God, give me a kiss, man. God, <laughs> you talk about the infinity war. Man, that's going to make anybody cry. What else y'all got, man? This is good, man. This is controversial. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> dropping bombs on each other. Uh, I'm not going to say my last one. I'm going to keep that to myself. Uh-oh. Uh, now I want to hear it. We definitely want to hear it. All right. So, uh-oh. This one is not as black and white as as we as we as the others. But I really I really think Avengers 1 is overrated. I really do. You know what's funny? What? I'm actually What? I actually, and again, for me and Dane, it's probably going to be difficult. Well, for you too, love, because uh, don't act like you ain't read comic books as a kid. I did. But just actually right. getting the Avengers together. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, there are parts where I, I've heard people online kind of like saying the same thing. It's just for me, I can't shake the nostalgia factor. I was yeah. so happy to see the team come together and the way that they did it. And then... Like, yeah. that's the best Hulk we've had in the MCU. It that's is. all I got yep. from my man Hulk. So, yeah. And, you know, it was comedic when he's throwing around Loki and stuff, but 
that was the Hulk that I've been asking for and haven't seen since. So, you know, for yeah. me, that movie was. I'll just- say this. Man. I'll say this. Looking back at right. it now, compared to everything that we've seen right. since, it definitely does not hold up as well compared to Infinity War and Endgame. Right. However, at the time, I don't think that joint was at all overrated. Uh, uh, I think that joint was pretty on par with what we had because it was the best thing we had ever seen. If somebody, if somebody, yeah, if somebody made that argument, did we get the the best at the time of what we were looking for at the time? I really couldn't argue against that. right. Um, how, I I, however, to, to, to what James was saying, maybe that's a flaw of mine because of how much I cared about Avengers. Um, and just to give y'all some background on the type of comic book person I was as a kid, I, first of all, would buy anything with Hulk in it. And yeah. second of all, I bought crossover comics. So if I saw Hulk with Spider-Man or anything like that, I had to buy it. I didn't necessarily care as much about all the random comics that would be on the shelf. But if I saw those things and so for, so Avengers just sat different to me because I was always looking for those crossover type comics and just knowing that I was going to finally get to see an Avengers movie before I died. (laughs) I was really happy. So maybe the expectations, maybe the expectations were not going to be able to be met, but I just feel like the other films that have come out since really did a good job capturing um, stuff that was really good and and have a serious tone to it, and I right. felt like the first Avengers was a little campy, and I, I didn't like Loki. I really didn't like Loki one? as the as the villain too. That yeah, that that's true. Yeah, but nah, it's a testament to the, how but based on but, but based on your explanation for the, but based on your explanation of the comic books that you grew up liking, I'm surprised you ain't jump out there with Infinity War or Endgame because the Hulk was terrible in them. Yeah, but I mean, the movies were good. Y'all know I hate Marvel for that. I really want to throw hands with Feige for doing that. As good as the Avengers was, it just shows, like, (laughs) it's a testament to how good Marvel has been because they had a movie that was that good, but because that they have taken that formula and made it better with every movie, you look back in hindsight like, man, Avengers wasn't as good and especially if you take age of ultron out the equation which in hindsight i didn't like it as much in the movie theater but maybe it got the batman versus superman lens but when you compare the first avengers to, i like it better i like it better on second watch yeah, yeah we but should do that too second, second watch, watch. Second, yeah. Yeah, second watch but yeah man comparing the original avengers to um infinity war avengers was was good but in comparison marvel just you know, leveled up and outdid themselves. You know what I mean? It's like Jordan in his rookie year versus, you know, Jordan that was winning three rings back to back. You know, they've gotten better over time. Yeah. Now, I, I, hold up. We got to put everything into um, concept. James and Loft can find an Adam. Like, so when you watch a movie with them, the littlest detail, I can't believe y'all see it. Like I, I find that to be amazing, and man, you saw. You gotta understand, I'm lost. <laughs> but you look at the loft, you you you, you uh, concept, man. You know, like yeah, I feel you. <laughs> put things into the to perspective. Yeah. Um, content. God, they look. God, they look at every God. movie the way you look at Fiddler on the Roof. To put things into context. Yeah, got you. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, I've watched movies with them, and it's just like, how did you see that? And they'll just be laughing. You'll be sitting there like, what, what happened? So, <laughs> Law, if you look too deep into Avengers, man, 
it was a good movie, you know. Yeah, probably uh, you right. Got to defend all disbelief. Probably right. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, this has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe. We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Peace.